0: run down there, John. Ernest, I still have time. He's almost up. Who's going to know the difference? You
1: sure this is what you want to do? 40 million, it's a lot of money. Not if you can't spend it, then...
0: Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Bobanologist himself. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Boban! Oh, man. Um. Gosh, crazy, crazy night in the NBA. We, uh, Nick and I, briefly mentioned this earlier when we were talking that it's like in a weird way. You don't want to compare it to Kobe and the tragedy, but. It, it just it feel like just the emotions of it, just everything craziness of that day is kind of similar. This feeling, as far as just locked into Twitter, locked into the news, and just Sports Center. I thought ESPN did a great job of covering everything tonight. By the way, Scott Van Pelt um, is an absolute just yeah him and absolutely amazing human. Woj, Royce Young and uh, yeah. and OKC, he's doing a great job. But it, I mean. Bobon, obviously, we started the pod with Bobon. He's amazing on the court. He had an incredible night. I hate that he's getting overlooked, you know, that his night's going to get overlooked. We're going to talk about the game, but I mean, this is one of the craziest nights in NBA history. And and I wasn't in the arena tonight in Dallas. I go to most of the home games, but as y'all know, you listen to the podcast, I have a newborn and you know she's only a couple of weeks old and even though the virus really isn't affecting the younger generation, it's more affecting the elderly, but I still wanted to be cautious and I stayed at home tonight with my family and 18 month old my wife and and I mean it's just it's crazy. I mean this that Tonight will be a night that a lot of you guys as listeners and us as media and everybody in the NBA world uh, will never forget. It was insane to watch it, and we were watching
0: the game on Hot Mike. A lot of you listening were with me on Hot Mike watching Mavericks Nuggets and literally seeing all of this news in real time. If you haven't heard anything, which would, it would be amazing if you haven't, but the NBA has suspended play for the foreseeable future. Rudy Gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus. Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. And it's it's insane right now. Um, the Dallas Mavericks did play. We will break down the Mavericks 113-97. to 97 Clutch win against the Denver Nuggets. I mean, we got to point go. that out. Boban had 31 points and 17 boards. Well, let's talk about that. But everything is just clouded by this coronavirus. Obviously, the NBA suspending play. So, we're going to get into that first. And then we'll break down the Mavericks game. We'll talk about an actual basketball game. So, uh, before we get to... Um, the game and all that stuff. The um, I was just on Locked On NBA for, for the third time in a row, by the way, with um, with Ben Golliver of the Washington Post, and we were talking about you know what's going on and everything, and he thinks that the NBA is not going to play any more games this season that they won't play a playoffs and all that. He thinks that the NBA and NBA fans should su- suspect to – or it's, they should expect the worst, basically. Like, go into it expecting the worst and think that, um, you know, that the NBA is not going to resume. Adrian Wojnowski and other people were reporting – um, Adrian Wojnarowski quote says, I do know this. There's still a feeling around the league tonight that this season will resume at some point, but clearly it's going to be a truncated schedule, which means like a shortened condensed schedule, kind of like what a lockout season has been before. Um, Man, what side of the pendulum are you on or what are you, what are you feeling right now at the NBA? It just seems like we're either on one side or the other.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's important for us all to not even be on either side. I think uh, to, yeah, I don't think either any of us should be like, oh, it's going to start in a week or it's going to start in two weeks or it's going to not start at all. I think we, in this situation, we've never been in a situation like this. As fans and media and everybody, we just got to wait it out because. I don't care even if the most plugged in people, if you got Walsh right now, like even he, like he's like the feeling around the league, the feeling it, there is no like things set in stone right now. We, we got to see how this thing is going to be. How is it going to spread like in Italy? Is it going to, uh, what's it going to look like in our country and how this goes nationwide, not just the sport of basketball. I think that determines everything moving forward. And we just don't know that at this point. So, it's honestly I know you hear this phrase all the time. It's like day by day or week by week or month by month. This is this situation is literally like we have to take this week by week, almost day by day, right now. And and it sucks not knowing what's going to happen, but that's just a spot we're in because nobody knows for sure what's going to happen moving forward.
0: When Adrian Warjanowski says the feeling around the league, he's talking about probably thirty owners and then maybe even thirty GMs, thirty presidents that just You know, earlier on Wednesday, you know, voted to have either the NBA be on hiatus or the NBA just do some kind of thing where they play without fans. And they didn't even know at that point. I mean, that's not even 24 hours from when he said that, you know, the NBA has suspended play to when they actually voted. I mean, they changed their minds in that amount of time because of the new information. The government officially called this a pandemic, uh, you know, the coronavirus. And so there's just so much information happening and uh, and com- so and quick. In. Yeah, so, like every- so quick and so... Um, man, it's also so polarized that people just don't know what to trust at this point.
1: That's... You know, it's just everything's happening so fast. And even with... The NBA, It's like, you know, you thought this, this stuff would maybe happen in stages. It started with the media, and it's like, all right, well, then we're going to yeah. move. We're probably all going to move to games being played without fans, and, you know, we had the Warriors-Nets game scheduled for Thursday night. It was going to be the first game without fans, and it, it, was, it was like, you know, everybody felt it was going to go in stages, but, you know, the scene in OKC, it must have just, I mean, it just sounds insane what happened there. It just sped everything up at a, a rate that no one really expected because this was the worst. Fear of everything is like, oh man, a player gets it, and then then it's just you know game over at that point for the league as far as moving on, you know, like it like it has, but. The the speed, it felt like even like outside the basketball world, it felt like things were were dropping left and right as far as big events, you know, and whether it's, you know, south by southwest and Austin, you know, south of Dallas here, a huge festival, um, different golfing events and tennis events, and, everything, you know, NCAA tournament, which is absolutely insane of just, I mean, all across the country where they're playing. And, you know, they announced no fans were going to be present at the NCAA tournament, which is just, I mean, hard to even fathom. But now, what do they do? I mean, did, I mean, we've seen the the Ivy League cancel their conference tournament. Or what's the ACC going to? They played a, a, a round. Are they going to finish out their tournament? Is the NCAA tournament even going to happen? Like yeah. does now it that the NBA, like, day? yeah, and you know what does this look like for other sporting events? That's what like we're all in just. Every single day, there'll be new news about this, and we and Mark Cuban said it best on the broadcast tonight. Which, hats off to Mark Cuban tonight. I mean, he took an on like an encore sideline interview during the game tonight after the news broke. That video of him sitting there right beside Scott Tomlin, director of, uh, of of public relations for for Dallas, and shout out to Scott. I mean, Scooter is just like yeah. the like blank face. He's in the zone. Like he knows. Like and Cuban, you know, you can see the emotion. Everybody's tweeting out the video, but. You know, Cuban took that encore interview. and It's like addressed it right there. Took questions about it. That's when he said, "Hey, we're worried about in arena employees too, which is awesome." You know, Joe Lacob's getting a little slack because uh, yeah. of the Warrior situation. And Cuban's like, "Hey, we're going to come up with a program for those guys because this affects them." And you know, he took he did media session after the game too. So I, I really like what he said. But going back to why I brought him up what he said is like hey this is bigger than basketball and that's what yeah. we all have to you yeah. know keep in mind of this this is this is livelihood this is health this is our families this is you know the way of life right now what do we do as a country so that that's the thing we have to keep in focus and you know with Mark Cuban and, and all the teams around the league that that's the number one priority right now yeah it's bigger than
0: basketball we don't know a lot of what's going on uh coming up let's get into uh, the basketball though. Let's you know, I'm sure everybody's done hearing about this, and so let's talk about um, the actual basketball that happened with Boban. Let's talk about Boban's game. Let's talk about Luca. Let's talk about the Mavs going forward. All right, Isaac Harris. Uh, let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks game because I'm sure people are uh, done hearing about this for a little bit at
1: least. Um, I did. Well, I will say I am the one. Because the one well, more thing. Well, there's there's so many different wrinkles that I, I think that we could touch on because I think the schedule of this, of, you know, the what if factor of, you know, if it's a minimum of two or three weeks, or let's just say a month, if it pushes everything back, the whole NBA calendar, what does that do? Who does that benefit? What does, you know, if you're looking just a basketball standpoint, you know, does it, you know, help teams like the Mavericks? You know, we've gotten, I'm sure, you know, like DMs and tweets and stuff. Like, does this help the? I mean, if we're just focused on that narrow mindset just for this moment of this conversation, it does help the Mavericks, you know, because we got some guys that, uh, you know, need to get healthy. Seth Curry, Luka, and stuff like that. It does give them time to get healthy. It gives other teams time to get healthy. There's bigger picture stuff that you're like, I mean, what if the Nets can go into the playoffs with Kevin Durant? (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) I mean like I, you don't think that's going to happen we don't think that's going to happen but you think of those long term injuries they're like Kyrie KD like what would that even look like and so I think short term yeah you look across the league and say what does a, a a multiple week we don't even know how long what does that break do for certain teams for the Mavericks it does allow them to get healthy or at least healthier and and that's huge for a team like Dallas that's missing a lot of people
0: yeah, yeah, you do. You don't want to like
1: talk about it in those terms because it's such a serious thing, right? I know. Yeah, but but that. But we've gotten the. I mean, I've gotten multiple DMs about that tonight Me and say, "Oh man, everybody just, on Hot so, Mike was saying that." Yeah, and 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 it, we're not being inconsiderate about it. it's like, hey, what well, somebody literally told us, they say, hey, you are the kings of finding the positives in situations. <laughs> like, hey, I don't even want to say this is finding a positive in it, but looking at the situations, like, how can Dallas, you know, I don't know, get. Yeah, they can get healthier through this, and that that's about the only thing if you're trying to find something about it, but that's not even, you know, whatever. The positive is that the NBA
0: did something, right? I mean, it yeah. was probably too late, but at least they did something before it became – I mean, can you imagine if Rudy Gobert kept playing games, right? Like, you know, the fact that they actually did something about it, you know, when they did. So, uh, other than that, there's not really any positives. Um, <laughs> This is a, no, a crazy no. situation and uh, scary for a lot of people. So, um, all right. Boban, 31.17 boards. Um, he didn't get counted for any blocks on NBA.com, but he did get five blocks according to Mav's PR. So uh, what an incredible game from Boban. What stood out to you the most from Boban's game?
1: Oh, man. Um, you know, they—they they, obviously they started Boban tonight, and when I saw his name in the starting lineup, I'm like, I love this. This is the type of when Dallas signed Boban, you knew that Boban's not going to step in and play 35 minutes a night. You knew that, like no nobody wants that. They signed Boban to be the bullpen type of center that we've talked about a thousand times. Of you have your stretch guy, you have your role man, you have your big body. Boban's the big body center, and you go against one of the bigger bodies in the league in Nikola Jokic. Uh, they started Boban, Serbian buddy of Jokic and everything, and uh, so I like seeing them go at each other. I like seeing Jokic and Doncic go against each other. They look like uh, they have a, a fun friendship. You know, we saw that uh, a little bit over All Star Weekend, uh, but man, like Boban looked like the better player out there tonight against <laughs> Jokic. I mean, he, he really. I mean, he he bodied him different times. What? He, how many rebounds he finished with? 17? Seventeen. Seventeen. I mean, he was just a monster tonight, and I thought what you know, one of the things Rick Carlisle said after the game. Uh, somebody asked him about the uh, you know finding out mid game. Did that affect anything? I forgot what the exact question of was with that. And he mentioned he said, "Yeah, it did affect things because I knew I could play my guys longer." And <laughs> somebody for uh, for somebody like Boban, <laughs> yeah. like you know Boban. I mean, how mean he, he finished with 31 minutes tonight. That's gotta to be a, se- a fi- that's gotta be a season high. Oh, season high for sure. I just want to know how many times, how many times has Bobon logged over 30 minutes over the past multiple season yeah, in NBA. I'll pull that up. I don't I obviously don't have that in front of me, but I would assume it's not a ton. And uh you know he enjoyed that tonight too. You saw the bench reaction. I wrote a piece earlier in the season, Remaves.com about Bobon as the teammate, and it wasn't just about the fun and the, the jokes and everything that we know about him, but it was about him as a veteran pouring into the team, how much they love him, and I love seeing the 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 fan, or not the fan, the team's reaction to his big night. How many games? Uh, Bobon hasn't played 30 minutes since
0: his rookie year when he was 27 back in San Antonio. That was the 2015-17 no way. season. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking up how many games he played. He played two games of 30 minutes. One was 37. That's his that's his career high still. And another game of 30 minutes. Oh, the game of 37 minutes was against Dallas back in 2016 in February. Wow. He had 22 points, 12 boards. Guess who's going to be
1: sore boards. tonight? Beaumont's going to be sore tonight.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was – I thought – Nikola Jokic can have games like this, right? Where he just oh, doesn't sure, look yeah. like he's in it. He had a two two full months to start the season like this, where it just doesn't look like he's in it. He's taking some jump shots. He's not... Like, his game takes effort, you know, to, to play the way that he does. The passing doesn't. He had eight assists in this game, so... Uh, he checks the box there, but... Scoring for him takes effort. He has to drive. He has to move. He has to, you know, do things. And I think he's a bad matchup for Boban. And usually, I think somebody even mentioned on Twitter that I said last time that Boban wouldn't play against the Nuggets because he's a bad matchup. And usually, I think he is. Uh, In this game, though, Boban completely outplayed him. uh, And it's just wild to see uh, you know, Boban playing so well with Luka. He has really good chemistry with Luka. He had a couple really good they plays did, yeah. with J.J. Berea. He's just a guy that has really good chemistry with those guys. He took complete advantage of it, out-hustled
1: Jokic in every aspect of the game and came out on top. Yeah, I mean, I know we know how big his hands are, but he has good <laughs> he has good hands. Yeah, like he can catch the ball. His that catch is, radius is massive. That
0: matters. Like the reason
1: why we talk it about does, hand yeah. size is
0: because it matters so much. They talk about it with quarterbacks in the combine, and it's the reason why is because it matters in
1: in games like this. And some of these passes that you know Luca, um, you know, run that pick and roll with him tonight. Lucas jumping up in the air, throwing it sideways at an angle, and you know, Bobon's you know bringing it in and. Um, it's something for something for Denver. Jamal Murray should never double up Nikola Jokic in shot attempts. Is that a correct statement? Should he not? Because Jamal Murray shot the ball twenty two yeah, times, times tonight. Jokic shot it ten times tonight. That should never happen. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't watch Denver every single night, but uh, I just don't think that should happen. Unless he's uh,
0: unless Jamal Murray's super hot or something, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had 25. He was their you know, team-leading scorer on that. But Jokic only shot two threes tonight. You know, when you have somebody like Boban guarding you, that's when you need to pull Boban out from yeah. you know out from the rim and shoot those threes, dare him to come out. So, yeah, Jokic just wasn't – I mean, he wasn't himself, but he still had 14, 13 boards, eight assists. Uh, it's just not the – you know, if you're doing a top six MVP ladder, Jokic is probably five or six on that list, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's um, up there for sure. So, somewhere through there. Probably so. six, but – just kind of just kind of an off night for him and yeah he can have nights like that but oh so what does this say
0: about Boban going forward I've seen people say you know this is why Boban should be getting more minutes you know why doesn't Boban get more playing time Boban is showing why you know (laughs) the Mavericks need to
1: play him more where do you stand on that Um, I wouldn't say play more all the time. I think it's just these situational type things. I think this is one of these, I think this is similar to a JJ Bray, a big game. It's when JJ has a big game and it's like, Oh dang, JJ should be getting like 20 minutes and I have to bench. No, because I think if you play JJ every single game, 15 to 17 minutes, you'd be like, he would struggle a little bit. And I think if you did that with Bobon every single game, 18 to 20 minutes, uh, other teams other personnel for other teams would take advantage of that and so i think the hey deploy him out there ever so often in these certain matchups and you could have some big ball games like this and we're starting to see with jj berea that if you if he starts having to play back to backs
0: in a couple of games in a row here his production kind of goes down right when when jj yeah. used to come in we'd throw up the bats the J, the berea beacon and he you know Played pretty well, but uh, ever since he's started to have to play since Brunson's been out, his production hasn't been the same. And I think the same can be said for Boban. He's not the same age, but uh, he he has looked gassed in a couple of games. Where he is he over hit-
1: thirty, though. There's only a couple, you know, handful of players over thirty on the team, and I think he's what thirty one. So it, it kind of applies to him. And and there's not many players his size at his age either, right?
0: Like a no, lot of the not. players
1: are a lot younger. You think about Porzingis.
0: You know, like Salo was a little bit younger, but almost the same.
1: And you look at like playoff matchups too. You know, for instance, you look at the like Lakers and Clippers and their matchup, I guess it was last weekend, whenever it was. And, you know, Dwight and Javel didn't play a ton in that because, you know, they started going smaller, but yeah. AD at the five and, you know, all this stuff. But when they face other teams in the playoffs, Dwight and JaVel's probably gonna play a little bit more. And it's the same thing for the Mavericks to come to playoff time, like I say the opposite they, of that. I I think that they'll I think that the Lakers
0: will still go small. They'll they'll play a little bit, but even even recently the Lakers have ramped down their huge lineups. They played a lot more AD at the five. They played Markeith Morris at the five a lot. Like
1: they're they're playing see them a lot though, Like if they fa- if they have to face somebody like Nurkic in the first round. I guess I matchup dependent, them, but Yeah, that's what I say. Like in but having Dwight and JaVale and your team gives you that ability of where if some other bigs are in there, like, hey, you could throw them out there. It's the same thing Boban gives you. You might go into a play. Dallas might go into the playoffs and face somebody like Houston. And they might feel like, dang, Boban can't play in this series. And he might not play at all. But what if you face like Denver in the second round or something and you're like, dang, you got to play him like every game, like 15 minutes. That's the type of the bullpen type of approach to where he gives you that flexibility depending on matchups.
0: Yeah, and this was a fascinating game, you know, big rotation wise because Porzingis was. Well, we should mention all the injuries. I mean, good, goodness, yeah. uh, this Mavericks team was really um, shorthanded in this game. Uh, it's actually amazing they got this win. Right? Like if you look at it, Luca did play, uh, but he was hurting. You could even tell Luca missed his first five free throws, and every time he was holding his wrist yeah. and holding his thumb, his wrist got hit again in this game. Uh, Dorian was a late scratch that I didn't even realize until they started the game. Uh, Christoph Porzingis was out. Seth Curry was out. Jalen Brunson's still out. Obviously, uh, as Mavs PR likes to point out, Dwight Powell was out. Michael K. Gilchrist and Willie Cauley-Stein were both available. But um, the Mavericks, they had a really um, – they actually had a little bit of a bigger rotation than the, than they had in past couple of games. Courtney Lee got the start with Maxi and Bobon, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luka. Justin Jackson got over 15 minutes off the bench. DeLon Wright, I thought DeLon Wright played a really good game. That's who we need to really in, in the talk second about, too, half. Yeah. Uh, he played 28 minutes JJ Barea played six, 16 minutes and Willie College Stein got uh, some pretty good minutes he had 10 minutes he had 6 boards and, or he had 6 points and 7, seven boards uh, but what about that dunk though by Willie I called it a thrunk on the hot mic because that's what he, <laughs> he did you, you grab it and you throw it it's like the combination of throwing and dunking it was like Dwight Howard's um, Superman dunk alright coming up let's get into DeLon Wright's game a little bit and, and celebrate the game that he had and then we'll talk a little bit more about Luca and his wrist and shooting and all that kind of stuff All right, Isaac Harris. Um, DeLon Wright, 10 points, 9 boards, 4 assists, 4 steals. And the 4 steals were super important. He had that one really clutch steal against Jokic where he just, like, he came came out of nowhere. He was hiding behind yeah. Jokic, right? And you just saw, you couldn't even see him on the broadcast, and all of a sudden he appeared behind Jokic and grabbed that ball uh, and went for the layup. I think he missed the layup in transition, but the Mavs ended up getting the ball back.
1: That could have been the play where he dumped it off to Luka, and then Luka did the over-the-head backwards, to oh, to Boban? Oh, that that, that might have been. Okay, I think that was that play. You're right, you're right. And then it cut to, like, the grandma and the, the staff. It, <laughs> it was a weird cut. When when DeLon Wright is fully engaged and as active as he was tonight, you're like, dang, like, he's a really, really good player. And it's like he, he his brain works at in, nights like this. It feels like his brain is working, like, two times speed as the other people. It reminds me a little bit of, ugh, I know we don't like him, like Rondo in Boston in those like championship years of like, he just felt like he was everywhere getting steals, getting his hand on different things. Like that's it. Like it felt like his mind was working at a different speed than the other people. And when DeLon's in that mode, like he was tonight, getting the steals, the deflections, the, you know, the, when Jokic had the ball in the post against Bobon that one time in the fourth and he turned around to pass it. And before he even like turned around to pass it, Delon was already in the air and he like met him in the air and then Bobon picked up the ball. He was just everywhere tonight. And yeah, you can't praise him enough. I mean he had 10, 10 points, went two of three from behind the line. And this was something that we talked about before the you know uh before the season of his three point percentage. And you know hitting two out of your three, you know, threes tonight, that's huge for him.
0: Yeah, I thought his defense was really good. And the way that you say he was thinking ahead like Rondo. uh, DeLon Wright has even talked about this, that he's not the fastest player. He's not the biggest player. He's, you know, not the strongest player. But he can, can, you know, he knows tendencies of players. And he can think about it. And you have to have that mental edge if you're not going to be the most athletic player, you know, or or the fastest player, the quickest player. And he has to have some kind of an advantage. And I think if he... Can, get, can wrap his mind around the, the the matchup. And if he can take advantage of certain things, he can be really, really effective. And this game he was. He was absolutely all that. He seemed like he could see passes beforehand. Um,
1: he had a couple of really good steals. Luka had a couple of really good steals, too, we should talk about. But Luka was really active defensively tonight, especially in the first half. Uh, I really liked what I saw from him tonight. It was like, it, it, you know, they didn't, they didn't, lose their third straight guys I mean this is something that
0: yeah a lot of we're th- we're we're putting them in like in an in-memoriam saying oh the Mavericks are the only team in the NBA that haven't lost three games in a row that's still true and if yeah. we want to put another positive on it that could still be true for the rest of the season yeah,
1: yeah I mean well I I mean the moment they say you know KP was out Seth Curry uh, was out Brunson was out Dwight Powell still out. Dorian. Uh yeah, Dorian, you know, kind of a later, you know, scratch too. It's like, dang, and yeah, they had high minutes tonight. Luca and uh, I think Luca and Tamara Jr. played 39, 39 minutes tonight. Maxi played 28 a and a half. I thought Maxi played uh, pretty well at the beginning. Uh, Paul Millsat, man, started off on fire. It's like He sweet. always kills really? the Mavs. He's up there as a, as a Mavs killer. He only finished with 12, but um but yeah, I mean, they pull out, pull out the win over Denver and uh second night of a back-to-back, too. I thought, you know, yeah, Luca is still obviously banged up with the wrists and stuff, but I was happy for the win, but it's, it's just weird because, one, this night feels like it's been going on forever, this day has, and... You know, even though this is a huge win and Boba on an incredible game, you're like, dang, this is—you know—this is a potential first-round matchup preview, maybe, uh, in a sense. You know, some teams, you know, Dallas and missing some people too, but uh, I think it does. Let's just say, give them a you know a little bit of motivation, you know, as a team that if you do face Denver in the playoffs, you know, you can look back at this past game and say, hey, look, we just beat these team, beat this team on a second eye of a back-to-back without KP. Let's go, we can beat these guys, and yeah. Two of the Mavericks clutch wins
0: now, they have 14 of them. Two of their clutch wins are against Denver. This is a team that you yeah. can you can take and Denver's been the second they have the second most clutch wins in the NBA this season. The Mavericks have beaten them twice in the clutch. Like that's that says a lot about a team in a matchup. So when we talk about, you know, we'd rather play the Nuggets than the the Clippers, you know, this is one of the reasons why I think is that uh now the Mavericks have proven twice they can take them. And this this game I don't know if we should take so much from this game, though, because no, 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 no. guys were learning about the season being suspended at halftime. You know, all this stuff. There's so much that clouded this game. It's kind of hard to take a whole lot from it. We can be excited about it, but I don't know if we say that, oh, the Mavericks have the Nuggets number because of the results specifically tonight.
1: No. And, and, you know, it was wild because it felt like the whole NBA world was kind of watching the Mavericks there for Maver- Mavericks and Nuggets for a bit because, you know, the other games, you know, was going through everything. And as far as the Thunder scene and like you did, not I didn't know for a bit that were they going to call the Mavs game? Like, were they going to call it and say, let's let's get out of here. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. and. Because it was, you know, all of us were, were, was watching the, the OKC scene unfold on Twitter. And it's like, what's going on? Like players left the court before tip and the refs and all this stuff. And then once that happened and the Go Bear news came out and it's like NBA like, what a, just a weird feeling that, hey, the NBA is going to be suspended moving forward, but we're going to finish this game. And that's not even talking about the Kings and Pelicans debacle that like that shouldn't even like got close to happening or anything like that. But I mean this is the last the Mavericks were the last team to get a win, you know, right now. And if it's the rest of the season, I think they should just be awarded the title. Yeah. <laughs> last team to get a win. I mean, so I will say, I'm not here and I've had some few DMs tonight and I I can't even get to it. The Vince Carter stuff. Don't don't send me any stuff about Vince Carter's last yeah. game. He, I can't do this right now. I love Vince with all my heart, and I I just can't emotionally prepare for the ending of Vince Carter. So, if this is his last game, I'll be really sad.
0: So much uncertainty going forward. I mean, okay, let's talk. So for us, for the podcast, I mean, we're gonna keep going. We went, we went all we're here, guys. We went all summer with no with no NBA, so we're just gonna keep going. We'll go five days a week. We won't do the weekends, uh, but we'll do you know, uh, you know, five days a week like we normally do, uh, and we'll come up with ideas. We might do an anything but Mavs mailbag again. You guys seem to enjoy what? that this summer, but uh, there's gonna be stuff to talk about. And Ben Golliver yeah. said it on Locked On NBA. Uh, just because the NBA is not playing games, basketball will still go on. There will still be things that um, will happen. Mark Cuban said that the NBA has told teams that they can keep practicing, so we might hear some information from those practices. You know, there's going to be topics and things to talk about. So we'll keep doing Lockdown Mavs. We'll be there for you. Uh, we appreciate everybody that is, uh, you know, stuck with us and said, man, you guys are like, you know, family to us,
1: and we take you with us everywhere. That, you know, on, on that, drive, was g- yeah. that, that was a game, yeah. I'm going to keep talking so you don't get to say anything. <laughs> Well, that that was, you know, we, we started getting tweets, and I was like, "Hey, don't tell me the pod's stopping. Yeah, you know, will y'all continue to pod?" And you know, I, I quoted a few of them, but it's like, when I can I'm afford t- to get this pod to stop this pod, I we will stop this pod. Okay, I'm not, I'm definitely not there yet. So, and this is, uh, man, personally, this is unless this is a scary the, time. But unless they make this pod just astronomical money, well, then like, we can't it, afford to to not do it. I know that's in what a I'm different doing. way. Just, then the power right? the would keep going. <laughs> oh, okay, um, but yeah, no, we will continue uh, going forward. And I think the main thing for us is we'll just keep updating you on the whole situation. You know yeah. what we learn uh, about it through conversations we have with people, through things we see on Twitter, and you know our pod will be a continuation of the story, the ongoing story of what's happening, how it affects the Mavericks. Like you said, you know, like Rick said after the game, basketball activities will still happen as far as like players and you know practices. I don't know when the next practice will be, uh, but at some point they'll have some type of media stuff through that. So we'll, we're not going anywhere. Well, this is your Mavericks pod. That's that happens every single day. So we don't record every two weeks. We don't record once a month. We record every single night. Uh, some nights, uh, I guarantee you there's not many pods that put in the work and the effort that we do to do this because we record at two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes we talk to people, we track down people to be on our pod and all this stuff. We take a lot of, uh, we take a lot of pride in the, what we put out in this podcast and how much time and effort and the late nights we put in and early mornings that we have to be up the next day sometimes and all this stuff. So anyway, we're not going anywhere. Locked on maps. will still be here every single day. Correct. Until, the NBA tips off again and then we'll still be here (laughs) and then we'll still be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The raccoon squad is here for you. Um, We'll try to see. So since we don't have NBA events, maybe we'll try to see if we can do a live lockdown maps for the, uh, for hot mic or something like that. I think that could be, that could be pretty fun. We can do something like that. So
1: yeah, that'd be be a lot of fun. And especially when we see how long this is going to be, you know, if it's, going to be a two week thing, three week thing. If this is a two month thing, then we'll start brainstorming. Our favorite question we always get is what, what do y'all talk about when there's no NBA games? I'm like, well, welcome to the summer. I'm assuming we're going to like get those questions again, but we always come up with things we're going to talk about. We'll talk about league stuff and everything. Uh, We'll be here guys. Yeah, there you go guys. Actually, honestly, stay safe out there. Please be, be careful and cautious. You know, uh, it's not always about you guys. It's not yeah, always yeah. about you. It's something that we, I have to remind myself that no matter how I have my, my father is traveling out of the country tomorrow on a vacation and he's just like set on it. He's like, I'm going, I don't care about everything. I, I'm fine, whatever. And I can't change his mind or anything, but it's not just about us. It's about how it might affect other people that we come in contact with too. So, uh, just keep that in mind. And, uh, yeah, seriously, stay safe out there and download this podcast. <laughs> download the podcast. We'll be there in your self-quarantine. And uh, it's better to be too
0: safe than to um, you know, be reckless and end up getting it and passing it to somebody else, like Isaac said. So, um, yeah, we'll be here. Guys, we appreciate you listening. Continue to listen. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on the Locked on Mavericks podcast. We have a Friday yep. show, so we'll be back on Friday. Also, go listen to Locked on NBA. Also, you can uh, I'm on Locked on NBA with Ben Golliver from the Washington Post. It was pretty cool to get to talk to Ben Goliver about all this and to hear his insight on it, so go listen to that, as well as tell your smart device to listen to Rejecting the Screen podcast. Adam Senko has some pretty good draft stuff there if you want to listen to that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.